me give you some advice. You can't care about anyone else. Everyone else is an obstacle. You care what an obstacle wants or feels, you're dead. If I'd cared about anyone or thing, I might have died. You have the talent. Whether you have the killer instinct is the big question. She thought she owned everyone. It's foolish. Unhinged. Well, you're fired. Why are you speaking? I think you've licked me. But there's something about poetic justice that's just so poetic. You won't admit you love me. And so, how do you have a light? To know you always tell me. Get her. This doesn't have to be a scene. It really, really does. Can I just remind you all that I'm doing this in heels? What was your name? Cruella. If you can make your mind up, we'll never get started. I want to make trouble. You in? I do love trouble. have a bit of an extreme side. Yes, darling. And what fun that is. She stole my dogs. <laughs> I guess you must hate her. She has made it me or her. And I choose me. Don't worry. There's lots more bad things coming. Perhaps... Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast. Uh, if you're new here, hi, hello, welcome. Uh, today uh, is another episode of The Female Gaze, and it's going to be our first movie review today, which is really exciting. Uh, and I'm joined by a lovely uh, group of ladies here to talk about uh, Disney's newest live action venture, uh, Cruella. Um, so I'll go around and introduce everybody. Uh, we have Manda here from the Cinemania World team and Candid Cinema. Hello. Heyo, happy to be here. <laughs> and then we have Josie here also from the Cinemania World team. Hi, excited to talk about this film. <laughs> For the first time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then we have Alyssa from the Cinemania World team and mainly movies. Oh, uh, hi, having a little bit of deja vu here, but <laughs> so, <laughs> so guys, uh, this is our second time recording this. Uh, <laughs> we, we had we had a little bit of technical issues with the with the first try so this is our second time talking about it sorry if if you can tell um but yeah <laughs> super excited to talk about Corella again Woo! Um, <laughs> all right so again uh thank we'll you. go around <laughs> go yeah, ahead thank god that we like this film <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah. It would have been Can brutal to talk about a crappy one. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awful. 
Um, so again, we'll go around and get everybody's uh, quick thoughts on the movie overall. Uh, Amanda, do you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, so going into this film, I was sitting at like a six. I don't know what it was. The trailer didn't really do nothing for me. And, you know, I love Emma Stone, but there was just something off about the trailer. It didn't sell me. But then my friends had watched it and, and I saw that critics were raving about it. And I was like, okay, maybe, you know, my hype level is, can, you know, go up a bit more and I'm not going to be a sourpuss going into this movie. Um, but going into it and then watching it, I was just like blown away in the first 10 minutes. I love the story. Um, and you can really play around with anything because it is a prequel to Cruella DeVille and 101 Dalmatians. Um, but I loved it. I loved everything that Emma Stone did, the choices she made, the choices Emma Thompson did, their chemistry together. I thought it was literally a career-defining performance for Emma Stone. She was excellent. Costume design was beautiful. The song choices, this soundtrack, I can't wait for it to come out just so I can listen to it all the time. The, the songs in every single scene, was they were just fantastic and perfectly placed. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. It did run a bit long. That's my only peeve with the film. But man, it was awesome. And it exceeded my expectations. So as someone who was going into this kind of iffy, low expectations, I came out, out of it wanting like two more sequels, an entire trilogy for Cruella. Like, I am hooked. This was awesome. All right, uh, Alyssa, how'd you feel? Yeah, uh, so I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, I had a little bit uh, higher anticipation going into it than Manda because the trailer uh, kind of did do it for me. I, I was very intrigued by the trailer. But despite that, I wasn't really expecting anything amazing um, because we have been deceived by trailers in the past. Uh, I'm sure everybody has at some point. Um, and so... I, I was looking forward to it, but uh, kind of cautiously optimistic, and it it far exceeded my uh, already semi heightened expectations um, because this was just this was so much fun. Um, uh, Amanda mentioned it, but the soundtrack that was like the standout thing for me. Um, I love uh, '60s and '70s music, and this is just completely loaded uh, with so many songs. Um, and like she mentioned, they they all perfectly fit uh, the moments that they're used in. You know, we've got some uh, dog-centric uh, songs that are, are pretty um, entertainingly used. And then just uh, really great music. Um, the overall style, uh, both just how the uh, story is presented. Um, we've got some voiceover narration um, from uh, Emma Stone as uh, in the role of uh, Estella. Uh, but also like the editing and the cinematography with some really nice tracking shots and some really um, kind of beautiful reflections and, and things. Uh, and and then, of course, we've got the production design and the costume design and, and some great performances. Uh, I really can't say enough about this one. Uh, this was a very, very pleasant surprise. And I think probably the strongest of these Disney live action adaptations we've had so far. All right. And then Dosi. Yeah, for me, it's very low. I had no expectations or anticipations for this film. I did not remember the trailer. I It was just 
a spur of the moment kind of thing where we requested a screener and I was like, you know what, let's watch it. And I was pleasantly surprised. It can be summarized as that. It's a pleasantly surprising film. I love the punk rock aesthetic. I love the textures, the colors. The, it's a very dynamic film. I really enjoyed the back and forth between Emma Thompson and Emma Stone. And it was, yeah, pleasantly surprising. I I genuinely enjoyed my time with it. And I had a little, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree with all of you 100%. Uh, I'm so glad that we all liked it. Because uh, uh, if we have to talk about, like Josie said, if we had to talk about a movie we didn't like a second time, that would be awful. Um, but yeah, I had so much fun watching this movie. Uh, I think it's the most fun I've had this year with the movie. Um, I I haven't really been impressed with any of the other uh disney live actions other than the jungle book i think um and i'm a little less harsh on the lion king than a lot of other people but uh the jungle book's like the only one that i actually love and now i can like have this one here with with the jungle book um because i love this movie uh i love that you know it's the only one out of the live action movies that actually feels like you know that the director's like vision is 100% like prevalent in it um it's it's definitely feels very like artistic um and like you guys said like it has this like punk aesthetic um and you, you feel that like from behind the camera and like even like the editing and like you guys said the soundtrack um it has a very you know a uh, distinct tone and i think it works so well with this character um I and I love uh Emma Stone and Emma Thompson I think they're so good um like every scene that they're in together and just the back and forth between them is so fun um and then I I I love all the little side characters too and the the cute dogs in the movie I every single time that a dog was on screen I was like oh my god um (laughs) there's a few times that like the dogs look a little bit CGI though and I'm like this is taking me out a little bit yeah yeah it was (laughs) Um, a little weird yeah, uh, I, I actually, like, couldn't tell, like, when there's a real dog on screen and a CGI one, because I was, like, there were so many times where I was, like, oh, my God, like, that dog looks weird. Um, they're cute nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm so excited uh, for this movie to come out and everyone else to see it, um, because it's just, it, it, we finally got another good Disney live action <laughs> after just a bunch of misses. Um, so we're going to go into a little bit of details from the movie again. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, so (laughs) I, uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, Corella's sidekicks in the movie, uh, Horace and Jasper and how you guys felt about them. Uh, Alyssa, do you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, so I... Those two characters, um, from if we're thinking back even to the original film, it, it was always kind of a, a mystery to me how they kind of got together with Cruella, um, because they seem to be from such different uh, places. You know, they they're very different. Um, why they would you know put up with her? Why they would do all of this? Um, it, it doesn't and, seem like she and- would put up with them. <laughs> right that yeah. too <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and so like what what the story there and i so i've always been curious about that um and i loved how this uh this movie kind of fleshes that out for us and provides us with this really interesting 
um, kind of backstory for them and how they meet and how their relationships together evolve over, um, you know, a good chunk of their lives. Uh, and so I really liked that. I thought uh, Jasper and Horace had really good chemistry with each other as well as with um, Estella slash Cruella. Um, and I, I was, I, I found that the uh, kind of connection there, they, there was sort of this emotional element as we saw how their um, relationships uh, evolve as kind of uh, the character of Estella starts to become the Cruella that we, uh, that we know and maybe sort of love to hate. Um, and so I, I liked that. Um, I thought Horace and Jasper were very entertaining. They were kind of not quite as bumbling as uh, maybe their animated counterparts, um, which I think was a good thing. There was a good deal of humor from them, especially Horace. And I think that's like the only place where I had like a little bit of a, a hang up with this movie. Some of the time, the the tone of the humor, especially with Horace and when he's interacting with his dog, um, is a little too a little too almost forced feeling, I guess, for me personally, but it didn't it didn't ruin the movie for me or anything. And I definitely think it was in line with the uh, kind of slapstick nature of these characters from the original film. Uh, and so I, you know, despite my like minor gripe with them, uh, I, I really enjoyed those characters. Amanda, how do you feel? I, I love them. I love them both so much. Me I thought too. they both had great chemistry. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the humor, uh, from Horace, you know, he, he had his specific line of like, we got to find an angle, which Josie said previously, it was quite <laughs> funny. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, it, he was great. Paul Walter Hauser can do no wrong in my eyes. He's fantastic in every single <laughs> film. So he was always a standout. And I just love his interaction with like Wink and the Puppers. And it was just really fun to watch them play around with this because, it, again, it's Disney. And we've seen Paul Walter Hauser in like very serious, dramatic roles. Um, so I, I'm just really happy that we got to see a different side of him as well. And it was just fun to see. Uh, but again, I love the dynamic between Jasper, Estella, and Horace because it's the family that they chose. And, um, I just, I love stories like that because my friends are like my family. So it's just really nice to kind of see that, that past, uh, for Estella and, and her connection with, uh, the two of them, as we see in like 101 Dalmatians, it's a different dynamic, <laughs> but, um, it's, it was nice to see. It was nice. I was really happy with it. All right, Josie. Yeah, for me, it was mostly on, I love them both. But I did want to point out that I really enjoyed how there was kind of an interest in Estella from Jasper's perspective. It did feel like it gave a hint of maybe a little bit of romantic interest, but they didn't pursue it in the film because I felt like it would have taken away from Estella's story as a whole and her whole villainous journey. And also, I think it just like when you add a romantic interest, it just takes away from the female character and I don't know, reduces them to something else. I really like that they didn't focus on that because there were some moments where there was a hint that it was going to be addressed. But I was like, yes, OK, let's ignore this. <laughs> but <laughs> I do like how it does give a legitimate reason as to why they put up with each other. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, I agree with all of you. I love them so much. Uh, I had so much fun watching uh, all three of their dynamic throughout the whole movie. And Paul Walter Hauser is just so funny. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like you said, Manda, uh, we've seen him do a lot of like serious stuff uh, more recently. And uh, actually, in the director's last movie, I, Tanya, um, he had a very funny role yeah. there. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Hilarious. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was hilarious. Um, so seeing him do this, like, slapstick comedy. And slapstick comedy doesn't always work for me. Mm-hmm. But um, Paul Walter Hauser is just so charming. So, like, even if the joke isn't, like, that funny, I still think it really works because he's just that charming. Um, and also, like, the dog is just so cute. Uh, Wink uh, is his dog. And it's literally the cutest little thing I've Wink ever seen Wink was adorable. <laughs> yes. <So cute. laughs> oh, my God. I, lo- I loved all the dogs here. And I, I that was also kind of another point in the movie where, obviously, we all know that, like, Corral DeVille does not like dogs. Um <laughs> uh but and i was like i was waiting for like the moment where like because there's a moment in the film where you do think that uh you know she she kind of crossed that point uh and i was like oh no i don't want i don't want to see that i don't want to hear about it and i'm glad that they didn't do that and i'm kind of glad there's like another like twist to this character because i think like i don't think anybody wants to see like dogs be hurt at all so yeah. um i don't know if that's going to be like a permanent change in um in the character or if she will get there at some point but for now i'm glad that we didn't get have to see like any dogs be hurt um because <laughs> uh, i was worried about that uh yeah but yeah uh and you know uh josie you mentioned how you're glad that they didn't do a kind of like romantic route with her and jasper and I couldn't agree more because, you know, with with women, especially in, like, uh, main character roles, a lot of the time there's, like, these, like, pushed uh, romance storylines to kind of, I guess, like, justify, um, like, a character a lot of the times. It, like, it seems like, like, to make a, like, female character legit, like, writers think that they have to have, like, a significant other with, like, uh, another main character and that's just it's so frustrating sometimes because like you can just tell immediately like the like this has no actual point in the story you just are having it there just to have it there (laughs) so uh when they are just to ensure that they're likable yeah yeah exactly um and like there's this little moment where like it kind of feels like they're gonna go that way and then they don't and i like made me so happy um because you know with this movie for the entirety of it you just have this you know woman who's uh driven and just a little bit mad as she says and you know we get this like fully just like villainous uh character and it's so refreshing to see that because we don't get a lot of them so when we do get characters like this or like a harley quinn it's so exciting because it's just another you know um like big female character uh, that we can, you know, be excited to see on screen. So that I, I, I just always think it's really exciting when we get like these like different dynamic female characters, um, and you know these huge movies. Which I'm really hoping this movie is successful because um, the movie definitely kind of leaves you off on like a sequel. No, uh, I 
I guess I was I wanted to ask you guys like what you guys want to see going forward with this character if we do get sequels. Um, I, I mean, I kind of the the way the uh, the post credit scene leaves off, right? That kind of heads us very much in the direction of the original film. So I don't know, I don't know. I I really like one of the things I I thought was very interesting about this film was the way it balanced uh, the character of. Estella slash Cruella, right? We this is a prequel, and so we we know what she eventually becomes, uh, and so that could be uh, you know kind of challenging for a story like this to make it interesting because I mean yeah it's a villain origin story, but I don't think they they really go the route that you might expect like say like with Maleficent where they kind of try to rationalize her actions and kind of redeem her character almost this one you know she is still very much a villain um and i you know i think this is like the the starting point for that villainous journey that she has um because she isn't like full like you know over the top crazy maniacal like you know Glenn Close uh, performance yet <laughs> by the end of this film hmm. and so i think there's still there's still some you know gap there you know in terms of this character's um development and progression uh from going uh from that type of uh, you know, where, where she ends or even where she's kind of at at the midpoint of this film to that over-the-top quality. So there's still some some storyline there, right? We probably have a year or two, I would say, worth of time that appears to be in this, um, at least uh, based on the post-credit scene. Um, but I, I don't know. I So I, I guess I don't really have a good uh, answer as to what I would want to happen. I guess I would like some more... Um, more into her character and kind of seeing how she progresses even further down this route to being evil. Yeah, so it's perfect because I was going to mention that uh, from the first recording that I found out at that moment that there is a post credit scene. So <laughs> from when I finished the film, it was kind of weird for me because that's my main issue where I don't I didn't know what they were trying to do with it in the end. Like, what was the angle? Haha. Mm -hmm. And um... <laughs> if, if there's one so... little part from the like the first recording that we did that could be in the show, I I'd wish it was that. <laughs> Why am I still laughing this hard though? Sorry. <laughs> Even with this redo, we still were a little a little slow on the uptake again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i was just hoping to learn what the angle was with the film like why do we find out how she is the way she is with the dogs etc and we still don't know so hopefully that post credit scene does shed some light on that for me but um yeah i just want to know i i hope we do get more because i love the dynamic i love seeing them so i wouldn't mind seeing more films uh, with young Cruella just to find out how we get to what we've always known that she's been so <laughs> I am hoping for more sequels because I just want to find out how exactly we got to the Cruella we've always known her to be which is the Glenn Close version I really I, I want to see that connection because that's what we were expecting from our prequel but we still don't have that yeah uh Amanda 
Yeah, I mean, I echo what Halissa and Josie said. I, I really hope that we get to see her descent into madness and it stretches over into her own trilogy, kind of like, uh, I believe Maleficent has two films, right? Yes. Two? Yeah. yeah, so if we get a third one for her, that'd be awesome too. But um, I think she deserves another film, especially with the way that this ended and the post credit scene. Please go watch the post credit scene. Um, I really do want to see more from her. I think it would be great. And I think this is going to do extremely well at the box office um, and on Disney pre uh, Premier Access. I think they're really going to make bank on this just because of who Emma Stone is. And uh, especially with the hype from the critics, if we all get to say like through word of mouth, it's going to be great. Spend your money, go watch it. <laughs> then I think that it'll, you know, make bank and it's good for women it's a female-led film yeah. she's a female yeah. villain like we would i want to push this as much as we can you know like it's it's amazing that this is going to make bank and i know it's going to make bank and i'm really excited for the future and i do want to see that descent into madness i want to see more because i know emma can definitely take it there yeah Amanda, I, you gotta I, have I, the uh, the future face paint you know it's the future right yes. you gotta have the <laughs> have the style there yeah uh, i hope i hope i see so many like cruella halloween costumes uh, i'm gonna do it gonna yeah do it. i i need it uh, <laughs> um but yeah i i completely agree about what uh everyone said um, the only thing is for me, it's like I, I fear for like movies that are just led by women because uh, fragile men will find any way to kind of tear it down. And I studios yes. definitely hear that criticism t sometimes because they can be louder than the people who love it. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's what happened with Birds of Prey. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like a similar case here where it's just a, you know, a female character who is like through and through a villain. And I don't know why, but men have a problem with that. So I, yes. I really hope that there's not a huge kind of like uh, blowback on this movie. Um, so then, and yeah, the I think, I think the fact that it's, I think the fact that it's also a, uh, live action adaptation, like another one is going to be more fuel for the, the anti Cruella crowd, um, yeah. thinking that it doesn't have, but as we've said though, I think it, it takes it in a really good direction, a really interesting direction. Um, and you know, we, we have not just, not only one female lead but really we kind of have two with yeah. uh, emma thompson's it's the baroness true. yeah um so i um, i really do just hope that you know so we can get the cruella that we all know in the sequels and i hope this doesn't come across as saying like the cruella that we get in this movie doesn't feel like cruella because she definitely does it's just not like to the point of like the glenn close cruella um just completely like bad shit like insane and like mad um so like you guys are saying like we want to see that progression of like descent into madness um so if we if if men somehow find an issue with this and they create this big thing around boycotting Cruella, then i i hope that doesn't put a damper on maybe the sequels that they do have in mind um they're gonna catch these hands that's all i'm saying <laughs> i swear to god i can't have another like female-led <laughs> franchise be ruined <laughs> I really can't. Um, but yeah, uh, I also wanted to talk about uh, like 
the costume design in the movie uh, because I feel like that's a like a big thing that we all noticed from the trailers and I know I had a favorite look so I just wanted to ask you guys if you guys had a favorite look in the movie I already know you guys favorite looks but we're gonna pretend like I don't um Um, but my favorite look from the movie uh for everyone who is going to go watch it watch out for these looks because they're amazing um my favorite look in the movie is when they have this like big like dance number well not even dance or musical number um it's so good I loved it so much and by the way like it has a original song in the movie and it's so good um like I can't praise the soundtrack enough I'm gonna be listening to it like for weeks uh Alyssa do you have a favorite um, so I kind of like a, a combination. I don't want to steal the ones that I know or don't know. We're gonna say. Um, so I'm just gonna say I don't know if I have an exact favorite. I thought they were really good, and I I, I liked how uh, as the character of Estella kind of evolved over the course of the film. Her costumes did too. You know, we have like Estella as her. She's just kind of got a a stylish but fairly traditional kind of look and then we get the craziness that we we expect from fashion designer Cruella um and so I I I won't say I won't specify any of the exact costumes but I do think that this is going to at least earn a nomination for best costume design um or at least be in the running for a nomination and if it is it will be the second film in this 101 Dalmatians franchise to earn Woo. such an honor uh, cuz 102 Dalmatians was also nominated for costume yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not another like birds of prey snub situation I'm like manifesting. Oh, please, no. <laughs> All right, Josie, do you have a favorite? Yes, my favorite is the garbage truck dress because I just, the entire film is just full of darker color. So I like seeing her in pink for some reason. It just felt very, it didn't feel as normal for Cruella. So it stood out to me more and it just flattered her a lot. And again, just the long dress. And when she was on the side of the truck, just laughing maniacally. (laughs) Oh my God. There's so many like shots like that in the movie where it's like, it stands out like immediately. Uh, There's another shot of, we talked about it in the other review too, of uh, when Emma Thompson walks up to this like kind of storefront and you see it all in like her, uh, her sunglasses. Uh, It's so good. Um, Like we, like we said before, there's like, yeah, like we said before, this movie definitely has like an artistic um, like feel to it. Uh, It doesn't feel like, you know, just kind of like a generic, uh, like (laughs) ex-director. You know, it actually feels like the director's style is coming through. Um, so, Amanda, did you have a favorite look? Yeah, I like the one uh, where her face is like painted, like it's painted black, and it says uh, like her half of her face is like a mask that she kind of sprayed on, yeah. um, and it said like "We are the future, fashion is the future," like that. And then that look with the motorcycle and everything coming up that entrance was just awesome and i loved so it good. so much she's I, awesome I, and i just want to i just want to say one thing because we didn't really like touch upon how brilliant her laugh is like oh her God, evil so laugh good. is just i i actually grinned when she was laughing and i'm like <laughs> oh my god it sounds so good like it's fantastic like it's just so great and it's subtle like she doesn't overuse it, and that's what I love about it too. And it kind of it's on the same level as Angelina Jolie's laugh in Maleficent. 
So I, I loved it. I thought she was awesome. So speaking uh, of the laugh, uh, I, I want to point out one thing. I don't know if you guys caught it. It was a bit of a subtle Easter egg in the movie. Um, but uh, there's a scene where um, Estella is in a hotel room and there's a TV that's on. Um, and so on the TV, uh, it's the movie Lifeboat by uh, Alfred Hitchcock that's playing. Um, and it's a, uh, a scene with a character played by Tallulah Bankhead. And Tallulah Bankhead, so she has that, she has this kind of maniacal laugh in this clip on this TV. Um, and Tallulah Bankhead was actually credited by Betty Lou Gerson, who was the voice of Cruella in the original animated film, awesome. as being her inspiration for the oh, wow. voice and the personality of Cruella. Oh, that's so that's cool. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, I, I love that. I had a feeling it was an Easter egg, but <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm going to be, this is going to haunt me forever. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm, like I'm, so I'm, excited I'm, when I saw it because I was like, I paused it because I'm like, wait, was that? I was like trying to figure it out. I was like, wait, was that Betty Luger? And then I was like, oh, no, it's Lifeboat. And then I was like, oh, it's Tallulah Pancake. No way. <laughs> so that was I just had to, I had to say it because I, I I don't know how many other people are going to talk about it, but it was just too much. Yeah, I had no idea. To, uh, I'm so happy that it. you told me that, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, Emma Stone is just so brilliant here. I'm like so in love with her performance. I know Amanda. Mm-hmm. Um, she thinks that it's her best performance today, or her it's her favorite yeah. Emma Stone performance. Um, yeah, both. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we talked. Uh, I talked about it in our other recording. Uh, but it's like when she she just she like establishes that these are two different people like so well, Estella and Corolla. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even like down to like her accent changing a bit. Um, when she's Corolla, it's just like this entire like presence is just like it just it feels different. And I, I just love her so much in this movie, as well as like Emma Thompson. And they like they uh, approach their characters like very differently, even though they're very similar. And I love that because uh, Emma Thompson is kind of like understated, but she's very snarky and like everything that she says to you. Like if I, she told me like any of the things that she said to other people in this movie, I would definitely cry like on the spot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I love their dynamics so much, and I hope that we get to see more of them in sequels possibly um so i don't know if you guys have any closing thoughts or anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to say about the movie no <laughs> uh okay i don't know I'm, i feel like i'm conflating our two recordings now i'm like i don't know what yeah i what know we did or didn't talk about yeah. so it's kind of <laughs> <hard> for me <laughs> I um, loved I, it. Yeah, yeah. I, we all I guess that's really what we can leave it, it on. <laughs> yes, we, really we all love it. Make sequels yes. for the rest of our lives. That's fun. Big fat <laughs> recommendation from us. Uh, yes. So yeah, that was our review for Corella. Uh, let's go around and get everyone's social medias and YouTubes. Um, so Josie, if you want to start us off. Yes, you can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd and you can find film posers at film posers on Twitter, Instagram and our latest episode wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Oh, and Josie is also starting a new podcast for Richard Madden. So yes. keep a lookout for that. Yes. <laughs> I, I had yeah. I had to say it because I'm so excited for it. <laughs> Loki, a little. I was surprised when you said that you didn't mention Cinderella as one of your favorite live actions. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Noted. <laughs> it's so Listen. good. It's actually, yeah, it's so good. I, love I like Cinderella, but mm, it's it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> I Richard Madden is a, is a huge highlight, though. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, very, I'm just easily persuaded. <laughs> no, I, I'm the exact same with Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson is my Richard Madden. <laughs> um, Alyssa. Uh, yeah. So you could find me at Mainly Movies on YouTube, where I've reviewed all five of the Hundred One Dalmatians films. Uh, and you can also find me uh, at all of the other social medias at Mainly Movies. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd. All right. And then Manda. Yeah, you guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com, and my YouTube over at Candid Cinema. All right, and then you can find me at Rejected Hannah on Twitter and then Hannah Ringswald on Letterboxd. And then also I have another podcast called Robert Podcastson uh, with my friend Kenzie, and you can find that on all streaming platforms. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, bye.